Hello everybody, welcome to episode 2 of Kara's Eye. Um, I'm about to have some music playing today and let's go ahead and get into this topic because we're about to be talking about love. Um, but mainly generation, like, <laughs> I'm saying generation, oh that's nasty, Gen Z's obsession with love. And the reason why I kind of want to talk about this is because I've been on TikTok recently. And all I can, you know, see on there, like all I ever see is people talk about, you know, feeling left behind and not even being in a relationship yet. Like being, I don't know, 21 and seeing all of their friends in relationships and not being in one themselves. I feel as if, I don't know. I feel like we could do better. <laughs> and not in the sense that, girl, why are you stressed about it? Because, of course, you're going to be stressed about love when you're surrounded by it, you know? You look on the internet, you see a romantic love, you see these challenges on YouTube about, you know, finding a perfect match. Main, the main television shows that you'll see nowadays are reality TV, you know, love match shows like Love Island, um, you know, Are You the One, I guess, Too Hot to Handle, you know, shit like that. And so when you're constantly surrounded and looking at media that portrays, you know, being in a relationship, you're going to feel left out. You know, that's inevitable. I'm going to turn this down. I felt like that was very loud. <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. And the fact that I feel like, you know, being obsessed with love is kind of toxic. And it brings a lot of stress into you. You start thinking, what's wrong with me? Why am I not in a relationship? Why, why this? Why that? And that's not the case. Sometimes you just have not been in the situations to receive love in the first place, you know? If you're constantly home or you're constantly busy, you're not going to find that because you're not in the environments to receive that. Also, are you comfortable within yourself? Do you fully know who you are? You know, all of these things can play a big part into the reasons why maybe you aren't, you don't have love in your life currently. <sighs> but I'm saying this as someone who was obsessed with love, so I'm not judging at all because I used to be myself, you know, very recently too. I think I've had to just step back and realize that a lot of the times when you want love so bad, it might be because you're distracting yourself from reality. At least for me, that was the case, you know? I feel as if I've jumped into relationships only to distract myself from, you know, having mental breakdowns or, I don't know, focusing on my life and the things that are crumbling, you know, around me. So I would get into these relationships and I would put all of myself into them because it was a good distraction, you know? 
I don't have to think about why I'm sad because I'm too busy, you know, catering to someone else's sadness and helping them through it. And that is not a good way to cope with that shit. Looking back on it, I'm like, girl, you know, and I'm thinking about my last relationship and even relationships before that where, you know, I would get in relationships with people who are not mentally there. Shit, I'm not mentally there my fucking self, but, you know, I feel like if you are, you know, mentally challenged, you should not be with other people who are also mentally challenged and who also are trying to cope with it, you know? You're both in bad stages of your life. But, I don't know. I took that as a moment to cosplay as someone who did have their shit together. I did not have my shit together. And because of that, it ended up being a lot. And so I had to end that relationship because I'm like, yikes. I'm putting so much into them and I'm putting nothing into myself. And I feel like sometimes you have to step away from those situations to fully, you know, realize that shit. But back to the obsession that comes with love, it's also a bit of delusion, okay? The relationships that you see, they're only posting good shit. Because who wants to see the bad shit, you know? I mean, some people do, but... And if you do, you need to... I don't know. (laughs) Take a step away from that. Because why are you allowing that toxicity into your life, babes? But, you know, you only see the good. You know, you're not seeing their arguments. You're not seeing the amount of work they had to put into that relationship to get to that point. And because of that, I feel like a lot of people in our generation has this false reality that one day... I'm going to wake up and I'm going to find my soulmate and we're going to be perfect for each other. We're not going to argue or if we do argue, it'll be small little arguments that we can get over fast and quickly. That is not the case, at least not all the time. Love is hard. And I think, you know, people within our generation, which isn't Gen Z, at least my generation, you know, that's the only thing I can really speak on. We tend to get icks in people very fast. So if someone does something that we don't like, we're like, ugh, we don't like that. And instead of communicating with that person about the fact that we don't like that, we tend to distance ourselves because we don't like confrontation. I have not fully met someone, well, I have, but at least romantically, who is okay with confrontation, who is okay with having arguments and not having those arguments lead into aggressive yelling matches, you know? I mean, I work, I work on that myself. It's hard, especially when you're young, because we don't really, we don't truly have a grasp on our emotions, you know? And so looking for that mature type of relationship is very unrealistic (laughs) it's kind of fucking unrealistic in my eyes no not saying that there aren't emotionally mature people that are our age but babes a lot of us just got out of being teens we just kind of got out of that and we're going into this newfound adulthood and we're finding ourselves and we're realizing the type of person we are 
and when you go through those stages of your life, it's very hard to communicate with someone who's known you beforehand that, hey, I'm going through these changes. This is why I'm switching. This is why I'm acting this way, you know? And it's also very hard to let that person know, hey, on the other hand, like, hey, you've done these things before, and I didn't have a problem with those things, but now I'm having a problem with these things now, you know? And in that sense, you could kind of feel stuck. Our generation also isn't very good at commitment, you know? I watched, I watched this video, and it was... I think it was a video from um, Love, Hopeless Romantic Society. That's what it was. I would say Love Heart Society. Like what? Hopeless Romantic Society. And hold on, let me get a charger and I'll be right back. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. So basically what I was saying is that I watched this video from Hopeless Romantic Society and there are numerous amounts of people and basically in this video it's this guy and he goes around uh new york i'm pretty sure times square or something like that um or i think i think he mostly hangs around brooklyn i don't know but he asks people you know like are they in a relationship why aren't they in a relationship you know uh what are some of their green flags you know different things like that and a lot of them are Gen Z, like Gen Z, kinda, you know, like early to late 20s type deal. And it's crazy how many people just don't fuck with commitment, just don't fuck with commitment, or have very kind of low key toxic ideologies of what love is. And it's kind of weird to see it because, you know, I like to think that Gen Z is a very emotionally capable generation, kinda. But but when it comes to romantic love, that's where we fall flat. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, these these people, um, there's just one thing, there's just one person that I saw, and I was kinda confused, because they had this kind of polyamory, ideal but with a monogamous mindset what am I and what I mean by that is they wanted to be with multiple partners but they didn't want to be emotionally at least romantically involved with these multiple partners so basically they wanted to have multiple partners that they would often you know have sex with but they did not want to be emotionally there for those partners which is not polygamy but they kept saying that they were polygamous. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, the guy who was asking the questions was like, oh, so you're into polygamy. And they're like, no, well, I don't want to have romantic relationships with these people, but I do want to have other people. And so then, and so then, you know, he would ask, so if you were in a romantic relationship with someone, would you be okay with them having multiple partners? They say no. And so that let me know that you have a monogamous, like, I don't know, you have a polyamor, like polyamorous mindset with a monogamous ideal. Like, I don't know how to explain that more. 
<laughs> like I feel as if, and so then that brought me to this video that I saw this girl make about community love. And how basically community love is when you have a group, a community of people who love each other and give that emotional support to each other, but not romantically, you know? And because realistically, humans are loving beings. We are loving beings. And so we want to gain and receive that kind of like love, but at the same time, sometimes we don't want to be romantically inclined with those people emotionally. And I feel like that's where community love can come into play, where you kind of confuse this idea of wanting all these people, but in reality, you want all these people because you want to be loved and you want to be loved by different people. You just necessarily don't want to have to deal with the breakups. You don't want to have to deal with the heartbreak. You don't want to have to deal with the challenges that will come with being romantically involved with those people. And I feel like community love would be a very good, you know, solution to that. Now, she did not say all of that. Basically, she was just talking about how, you know, the media portrays and pushes out this ideal of romantic love, which is the only romantic, I mean, which is the only love that they truly push onto people. While there are multiple different versions of love, such as community love, which would be very detrimental to the government and our society as a whole. Because when you are in this relationship with all of these people where you all love each other and support each other, you tend to care about their problems. And you tend to want to solve their problems. Because once you, when, you, when you love someone, you do tend to push, like you tend to take on their problems. You know, like if they're like, damn, my boss did this, my boss did that. You're like, well, fuck your boss. Let's go fuck your boss up, you know? Like, you'll immediately feel that pain, feel that hurt for them. And so once you have a group of these people that's like, I don't like the government. The government makes me feel this way. But they love each other, you know? And so they'll really take it into account because, bitch, you hurting the person I love. Like, you're putting the person I love within pain in pain so now I'm going to do something about it and it's different than when a group of people who are like-minded have an issue because we're like-minded but we don't love each other we don't really know each other so you know I care about my problems but not times out of ten when it comes to you and your problems you won't you know take it to the next level but if it's someone that you love and they're getting hurt and they're having a problem, you're like, ooh, I'm finna get this shit done today, you know? And so I thought that was kind of a very enlightening concept. And, you know, I'm probably gonna post a video on my story because I think that video is very enlightening. Um, but yeah, <laughs> love. It's hard and it's complicated and I don't think anyone in like anyone in our generation fully has a grasp on it yet 
I don't. I don't even fully know what love is. I have this delusion of what I think love is. And, you know, I have this idea of what I want in love, but that's not love. That's just kind of this fantasy that I have in my head that love is going to be so easy and I'm going to meet somebody and we're going to travel and, you know, barely argue and we'll be able to communicate and fully get through our issues together and stuff like that, which, you know what, now thinking about it, it could definitely be possible. I don't feel as if that's something that is out of range, you know? I just don't think that it's in range as I am right now because I haven't even fully worked on myself, you know? Like, I have terrible coping mechanisms. Speaking on that, do you guys have any red flags? And if you do have red flags, let me know your red flags. Like, DM me your red flags because I want to see something. I don't know. I might do like a little poll or something. And even one person, let me know the red flags would be enough. But I think it'll be kind of cool to know like the red flags because I do want to have another episode where I get a few of my friends together and we talk about this love thing deeply and more in depth because I'm only one person and you know I have a set sexuality you know well not really but really if that makes sense but I've been through a lot of different things and so but at the same time I can only talk about my experiences when it comes to love and what I thought love was in the past, you know? And I think that I fool myself with this idea of love because I don't really know what love is, at least romantically, you know? And I think the way I love is very toxic because when I tend to love somebody, I tend to allow them to do things to me that, you know, otherwise I wouldn't, you know? And yes, this playlist is on YouTube. And so I'm trying to <laughs> skip past the commercials as fast as I can. So if you hear like some random ass commercial, come on. It's probably because it's on YouTube, this little playlist. And the guy who does these playlists, I love him. Like, I love his playlist. His name is Bobby Sninga. Bobby Sninga. And you've probably heard his playlist. Like, you've probably seen his videos. He's chill as fuck. He's cool as hell. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, my idea of love and the love that I've had in the past is very toxic, you know? I tend to allow people that I love do things to me that they shouldn't be able to do. And then I'll take them back because of the fact that I love them. And I'm gonna give you an instance I'm gonna give you a few instances based on different forms of love, if that makes sense. So, you know, I love my mother. I'll always love my mother, but recently I have disconnected with my mother in a way that is kind of freeing. 
because to me, my mother was more of a, I, I don't know how to explain it. She just hurt me a lot. And she was one of those people where I loved to the point where I would allow you to do things to me that I would just let skate free. Because I love you, which is not a healthy way of living. And it's very mentally draining. But recently, you know, um, I allowed my mother to borrow something from me. And I don't want to get too detailed about it, but I allowed my mother to borrow money. <laughs> Not going to say how much, but I allowed my mother to borrow money. Um, my mother has a bad, like, I don't know rep when it comes to trust in my mind so I was like you want to know what I'm gonna trust her this one last time and if it does not go right then I will cut my mother off I will allow this toxic relationship to end for my own mental health um and it it ended terribly you know it was kind of like a situation where I did not get that back and I had to just allow those losses to be losses and I wasn't even sad necessarily about the money because although I was sad about the money because I don't have a job <laughs> and I don't have a, a set source of income. So I was a bit, you know, upset that she would put me in a situation like that. I was more so upset about the fact that I lost a mother, you know, because in that point in my life, because at that point I was like, you want to know what I can't anymore. She will, of course, still be my mother, but I will no longer contact you. I will no longer, you know, stick my neck out for you. I will no longer give all of me to help you. And in that sense, it, I don't know, it was just very sad. Like, I got very angry because I, I never wanted that to happen. It always hurts to lose someone that you love, even if not physically, mentally, it hurts like I feel as if I lost my mother mentally you know I lost this ideal of this person who will never do me wrong and who will always love me I lost that mentally and it was you know very draining but now I do feel kind of free not even kind of I feel very free a lot of things that I will allow that I would have allowed to you know affect me in my past I no longer so that was a very eye-opening experience, you know? Um, another situation in which, this is another example of my toxic ways of love, is my last relationship. And I don't wanna talk too much about my last relationship because I don't want that person to feel away because I'm still very, I'm not going to sound very close to that person because I'm not very close with that person, but we are still friends. Like we don't text all the time, but we did not end it on a bad note, you know? And I wish everything and I wish the best for this person, but I felt as if I was given a lot emotionally, you know, and that, you know, in a sense, see, here's that commercial. <laughs> There's that commercial. It's fine. 
But, um, like I said, this is low budget babes. <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny. Um, but I gave a lot emotionally to this person. And I felt as if I was just being drained. Like, there were, you know, situations where I felt as if I was getting a lot more angry at the fact that, you know, she put herself in a situation more than anything. And I was upset because, I don't know, I thought that I, thought that I could help her, like, I don't know. It, it it was just a lot. I felt like, you want to know what? I can help you. I can do these things. And then we would get into arguments where she's like, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. And so it made me feel like shit. And so I would just cry. But I have this thing where when I'm in relationships, I don't allow them to see me cry. Like I just don't like that because it's like, ew. Now we got to have a conversation about feelings and why I'm crying and ew it just ew that's what I'm saying like I can't be in a relationship <laughs> because I'm not even emotionally stable myself like I'm just not that good with emotions when it comes romantically I'm just not when it comes to someone that I'm involved with romantically I'm not good with fucking emotions and so I would be crying and alone to myself and it and that person wouldn't know and so one day I was just like, you want to know what, let's have a conversation. And I had the convo and, you know, we broke up for the better. I think it was for the better. Ugh, for the better. Yeah. I think it was for the better. Okay. Um, and another situation is friend wise. And let's not get into <sighs> my relationships with friends because that shit just doesn't, it just doesn't eat. It doesn't eat. I tend to blur the lines of friend, friendship, romantic, fuck buddy, everything. I just blur all that shit together sometimes, which bites me in the fucking ass. It bites me in the ass every time. And every time I still fucking do it again and again and again and again. Because nine times out of ten, it's with my female friends. And... As a queer woman, I'm going to tell you now, when it comes with men, I don't care. <laughs> when it comes to men, I don't care. I don't get emotionally involved because I'm not that romantically attracted to men. But when it comes to women, I am the most naive bitch that ever fucking lived. It's so sad. It's so sad. But I have grown from that. I've grown from that. <laughs> <laughs> I really have. Like, I used to get into relationships with my straight female friends. And then I would think to myself, I'm like, you want to know what? You're, you're, you're going to turn gay for me because, like, you love me. Bitch, no, that will never happen. <laughs> that will never happen. This person just wants to fuck around with you, but they are not in love with you and you're blurring those lines and you need to stop it. And to every gay female out there who's currently going through a situation like that, stop it, okay? Because you're just gonna hurt yourself, babe. Oh my God, you're gonna hurt yourself. And you are gonna cry. 
Because that shit, oh my God, like it hurts. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I'd be so real with you. I remember I was in this kind of like relationship, not even, but it's like this person I consider, and I'm not going to put any type of like, you know, correlation because I don't want this person to put two and two together because I don't want that. Um, but I was in some sort of relation with this person and, you know, sexually. And so in my head, I thought like, oh, you know, we're like very close friends. You know, this person is fucking me. So they like me in some way. And they've told me that they like me in some way. So I'm like, oh, this might become something. No, no. This person ended up telling me that they were 100% straight. And I was like, wow just the other day you were with me and then I realized and then right after that they were with a guy that they were talking to beforehand that shit and then my dumb ass you know was still friends with them cause like I was like I still wanna be friends with you <laughs> and I'm not gonna say the other part but let's just say they did me dirty let's just say they did me dirty and I decided to cut that relationship off, okay? Let's just say that. Because if I say any more, I feel like it'll be very fucking obvious who that person was. But those are three instances where my love style in the past has kicked me in the ass. So, moving on from that, I realized that, you know... You need to focus on yourself and you need to figure out what's the best way to love. Because obviously, shit, the way I, the way I was going, it wasn't going to get me anywhere, anywhere fast. It just wasn't. It was only going to get me heartbreak, misery, and sadness. And I didn't want to do, I didn't want to go through that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Shit's crazy. <laughs> uh, but speaking on love and toxicity and different shit like that, I was talking about, you know, friendships in my last episode and how you need to, you know, make sure that you surround yourself around you know, surround yourself with the right people and who will be, you know, who will aid in your future, you know, and where you want to be in life and how, you know, losing people is very hard and stuff like that. I feel like this generation has attachment issues. I have attachment issues. I know a lot of other people who also have attachment issues. I find a lot of people with attachment issues. And I don't know, you know, I used to be in psychology and so I can go into the psychological, you know, reasons why you could possibly have these issues and things like that, blah, blah, blah. But I don't wanna, I don't wanna get into all of that shit. I can go into me though. <laughs> because who wants a fucking therapy session out of nowhere? Like, no. But if you, if you do want that, then 
become a guest, DM me, cure eye, and be like, hey, you know, I want advice on this. That would kind of be fun. That would kind of be fun. Once this, like, like once this podcast, and once I get everything together, it'll be cool to have, like, a call-in advice situation. I think that should be funny as fuck. That'll be fun. I don't know. Let's blow this motherfucking podcast up so that, we, so that we can do shit like that. I think that'll be hilarious. Just having somebody call in about some crazy ass shit that that's happening with their wife. I don't know, like their grandfather, like they caught their grandfather and their wife fucking or some shit like that. Oh my god, that would be tea. Oh, that would be tea. Damn, that would be fun. That would be so fun. I have so many fun ideas coming up <laughs> this is only my second episode but i'm getting everything together right now stuff is a bit, bit rocky like i got a youtube mix in the back i'm having a fucking skip the ads i got this tiny ass lavalier mic that i'm talking out of like this is very basic budget you know but i try to make it as entertaining as i can you know And I plan to make it a lot more entertaining, too. Like, you know, I want a lot more things coming on. Like, I don't want to just be here all the time just talk, talk, talking. Because I know I'm a lot. (laughs) I know that I am a lot. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think I'm going to call this one a day. Because I think I've talked about love as much as I can. I've talked about instances that I've had with it. My love toxic traits that come along with it. Things like that, you know. And I used to have a lot more to say about love. Like, I used to, oh my God, I used to have a lot more to say about love. I used to be like, oh my God, my perfect match is like us at a park we're reading the child together we would you know understand each other we would be like this be like that and then I realized I was fucking delusional and I realized that I was making up a scenario that may never happen and that constantly looking at looking for that one scenario would be a lot more detrimental than good it's like I'm out here searching for this one type of person this one type of love these certain experiences and it's keeping me from living life you know so if you're doing shit like that stop it (laughs) and I'm telling you that out of just sheer this is what I used to do and I've stopped it and it's actually made me a lot better you know I stopped putting this kind of blueprint on how I wanted my life to go, how I wanted love to go, and, and things like that. Not even my life to go, because I still have a vision of how my life is going to go, and I still think it's going to go that way, personally. But what I mean is, when it comes to love specifically, to stop having those type of, you know, fantasies about it. Because that shit will probably never happen, and you're closing every door around you searching for a door that was never even there in the first place and you never know what these other doors could have in store for you you know once i close that shit a lot of other doors open 
And ever since, I've had a lot of experiences that I see as fun. Does any of them concern love? Fuck no. But it's a lot of experiences. And once I stopped looking for love, I was able to open those doors to different experiences and getting to know different people and, you know, getting a lot more in tune with myself and <laughs> and understanding what I like and what I don't like and all these other things because I realized through the experiences that I'm going through then and also currently that there was a lot that I didn't even know about myself. A lot of things that I wasn't even in tune with yet I was already out here looking for a love and looking for a certain type of person. I might not even like that shit. I mean, I still kind of like those things, but I change every day and you're gonna change every day too. And if you keep having this one fantasy of love in your mind, you won't allow yourself to grow and you won't allow yourself to change. Because you constantly have that shit like playing in your brain. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. This is the love I need. This is the love I need. And so you're staying stagnant, searching for that. When instead, you should erase that fantasy and allow yourself to go through different things that you probably didn't envision for yourself. And then you're going to realize, damn, I didn't even want that shit. This is what I want now. This is the type of love that I need. This is the person that I want to be with. I wasn't even looking for this person, but now that they're here, fuck, you know? I'm glad that I met them. So, throw that away. It's good to be the Lulu, but not about love, okay? <laughs> now, this song was like real the Lulu screaming out, my man, no. Let's not do that. Let's be real free let's be real i don't know <laughs> something anything but delulu there's no point in that when it comes to love being delusional is the equivalent of having rose colored glasses on you want to be able to experience but at the same time you also need to be able to come to terms with reality and if you're delusional then babes you're in for a fucking ride. And I know, because I've been delusional as hell. That's the reason why I got into all these situations, because I'm like, because I'm like, oh my God, this person is like this right now, but I, I see how this person can grow. And I see how our relationship can be like this, and our relationship can grow to this, and we can do things like this. You're even implementing your, delu your delusion fantasies into your real relationship, thinking that implementing those fantasies will mold it into your delusion no you're gonna go to a park and you're gonna have a picnic and you guys gonna read and shit but then you're gonna go right back home and that person is gonna be exactly the fucking same because you can make your delusions real but you can't mold that person you're with to be the delusional version of them that you want that's an ad that I can't skip so the music is done and with and on that note <laughs> i think that i'm going to end this podcast so thank you guys for tuning in to episode two of Kira's eye and i will talk to you motherfuckers later bye